0: Welcome to Merck Studies, a podcast about John Mayer. I'm Jill.
1: And I'm Lucas, and welcome to episode four.
0: I'm glad you keep count because I didn't know what episode it was. Yeah, no,
1: this is episode four, and this is an important episode. It is. Because this is the first episode that you, the listeners, got to choose the song that we're covering today. Right. And I, for one, am totally shocked at the song that was chosen.
0: Same Zs. Now, I do know that Edge of Desire is a, a deep cut fan favorite. You
1: just gave it away. Might as well say it now, right?
0: I gave it away on Instagram. Also,
1: we now. gave it away because <laughs> when they click on this, they see the title of the episode. It's called Edge <laughs> of Desire. So there's probably not much of a secret. But yeah, so Edge of Desire is a I, song I that was selected. I ruined
0: buildup. I will yeah. say that. i sorry. That's okay. Um, we can start recording over it was again. It
1: wasn't that important.
0: So I know that it's a deep cut. Fan favorite. Yes. And John has even said he was surprised it didn't do better, but the fans really made it like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um so in, in that regard, I'm not surprised.
1: So I was unaware that this song was popular until I went and saw him live. That's right. And it's he played this song you. live yeah. and like the place went nuts. Yes. Like they loved this song. <laughs> And like I had just kind of skimmed over it on Battle Studies, mm-hmm. it just wasn't that the whole but Battle Studies album for me wasn't—it's mm-hmm. was probably my least favorite of his albums. Okay. Um, for reasons that we'll get into because they're uh, represented in the song yes we will um, but yeah I was I, I had no idea but I, once I, as I also posted on the Instagram once this podcast is teaching me that I have a very bad meter for yeah. what other people like about John Mayer
0: no offense but you do yeah. so far but I've been surprised by some things too like I knew about this being a thing but I thought we were going to do like slow dancing in a burning room but I did get a couple DMs mm-hmm. before we put up the poll that people are like why aren't you doing any deep cuts and I'm like we've well, only had three episodes right? <laughs> like, I want to be to listen to them so we went a little heavier on popular and more recent tunes but now it's open up to everything and i did this is like a learning experience because i didn't leave us enough time Mm -hmm. from the poll to preparing to getting the listener feedback so i just want to let everyone else know we're going to do that a little farther ahead next time so we have more time for discussion because like i have a lot of great content outstanding i'm looking forward to it i'm excited that's
1: what all the listeners are are waiting for exactly your, your great content
0: no no i meant their great content oh okay, yeah, okay. I great content from them. oh Anyways. i was giving you
1: all the credit <laughs> i don't have that great you content. always have great you content had
0: great content and i'm like he he, john's so cute okay so <laughs> let's get into it but first we'll do john in the news which yeah. there is none right now okay but at kimberly underscore underscore gk do you know her i do not friend? okay oh no of course you don't because she no. wanted to know how we're friends when our relationship is right she needed the context yeah so I thought we could do that
1: instead. Yeah. So we're brother and sister. <laughs> no.
0: No. No. Oh. So Lucas and I met in 1997.
1: We're a recently divorced couple. No. No. <laughs> no. I'm you know, you know what I'm, doing? I'm doing the white stripes right. So the white stripes were oh, trying to pass yeah. each other off as brother and sister. Yeah, then yeah, turned yeah. out they were actually a divorced couple. But. We're not the White Stripes, unfortunately.
0: No, we're just still Lucas. Yeah, Do I consider you a high school friend. Yeah,
1: I would say the same thing, though we though, did not go to high school together.
0: Not even close.
1: We went to high school at simultaneously. Time, and met
0: each other at the end.
1: <laughs> just not at the same school or even in the same city. No. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's true. But my... We
1: both did go to private schools, though.
0: That is true. Mm-hmm. But my... Um... Well, I don't know if he's my best friend then. No, yeah, he was my best friend by then. My best friend who lived across the street from me.
1: Who was actually my best friend, best friend. yes. That's another
0: argument for another day. <laughs> <laughs> who was better friends
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, introduced us. Yeah. And I can remember, this is like way too much context, but the first time I saw you because me and my girlfriend like would spy on him because like we had like crushes on him. Because he's a
1: very good looking guy. He
0: is. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's a new boy out there now. We were like so excited Fast forward to you know, well, Me- I guess I said 1997, so you know how many years later. Yeah, yeah, we're still friends.
1: We're still friends. Yes, yeah. and I remember the first time I met you. I think you would just come home from work or something. Okay. And you were wearing like the knee high plaid
0: skirt.
1: Yeah, it was a straight up clueless outfit, right? I you was had really like the plaid, plaid skirt and like the knee high like stockings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that was a good look. Yeah. I wish I kept it because it's back in style now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm really glad that we were introduced because you've been a lifelong friend. Same. Yeah. You were the MC at my wedding.
0: I was the MC at your quote marriage party. Marriage party, yes. For sure, marriage party. My yeah. first and last gig as a marriage party host, if there, you can believe
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh, our, our kids aren't really the same age, Mm-mm. but so it seems like every time your son is leaving a school, yes. my daughter is going into that school because we, we live in the same neighborhood. Her. Yes, yes
0: we're exactly. Walking distance from each other, actually. And,
1: and you've always been so kind to, like, you know, give my kid the, the, the lay of the land and everything. I so.
0: love her very much. I do so, yeah. too. She's pretty great. I guess I'm glad we agree yeah. <laughs> and ironically my daughter mm-hmm. looks so much like you mm-hmm. and nothing like me a little bit like her dad and we have pictures of you and her through the years growing up Right, right? it's like oh you guys are actually related I think that's enough we'll get into it okay see it's so hard the first couple podcasts you don't want to talk about yourself too much yeah no one really cares on about us but since kimberly asked you're not here this, for us you're here friends. for the john exactly you're not yeah. here for lucas costco
1: brand <laughs> exactly <laughs> brand. yes
0: so song bio that is all you
1: yeah so the downside of doing a deep cut mm. is that since the song wasn't a single Yes. There is so much less information about this song in particular, yeah, because no one's asking him about it. Yeah. Because it's not—he doesn't have a video out for it. It's not on the radio. I wish there was a video for the song. What? Oh, what would that even look like?
0: That's why I wish there was one. That's
1: a fun fan fiction exercise for the listeners. <laughs> exactly. What would? Give me a send in Make your, your treatment video. for the <laughs> Edge of Desire video. Yeah, I love that. Um, so most of the information I have about the song is really just about battle studies in general. Okay. Uh, which is the follow up to Continuum. Mm-hmm. John is on record as saying that Continuum was a perfect record. I
0: would agree.
1: And he really struggled to follow it, follow it up, mm-hmm. understandably so. Mm-hmm. This album was the next album after Continuum that came out three years later. Oh wow. He released a live album in between mm-hmm. uh, to kind of like keep the the the, the wheels turning while yeah. he was really kind of struggling through how to make the record. Yeah. And for him, he said just making this record was the victory. Whether the album did well or not, he just needed to follow up Continuum. Mm-hmm. And he was afraid of having something, having Continuum not be the last thing that he did, or the most recent thing that he did, mm-hmm. right? So he's like, I have to take Continuum down off the perch yeah. and put something else up there. Yeah, um, And so it was, despite the fact that there was a long break, this album was written largely in the studio. So it was a lot more which means it was a lot more fast paced. It wasn't as labored over mm-hmm. as some of his other songs have been. Um so there's a lot more of a this came to me, let's record it, here we go. Kind of. Do you of vibe feel like this. you can
0: tell that difference in the quality of the songs?
1: So John basically reinvents himself mm-hmm. every album. Yes. Which is something that I can relate to. Um <laughs> <laughs> right. Um and so I a lot I don't know how much is of this is due to the nature of the way it was recorded versus mm-hmm. like him just reinventing himself post Continuum. Okay. And he said he really wanted to kind of take a step back from being the guitar hero mm-hmm. uh, for an album because he knew he would want to come back to that, but he just felt like he needed a little space for it. So this album was more trying to let the band do most of the heavy lifting as mm-hmm. opposed to him. Uh, I will say, from a like a music standpoint, this is my least favorite sounding okay. record of his. Mm-hmm. I really. When I put on Edge of Desire the first time to listen to it for the podcast, I had to like, I got through like five seconds of it and had to rewind it and listen to it again because I disliked the sound of the drums so much that I thought there was something wrong with my speakers. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just really don't like the way the drums sound on this song.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so It's interesting you would say all that because the only thing I wrote down for song bio, mm-hmm. which I usually let you handle completely since I handle John in the news, because mm-hmm. musician, stalker. Right, there you go. <laughs> and, we know um, our rules. Right. Is that I was watching him play it um, for one of the mentions of the version that I like. Mm-hmm. And like, it looks so hard. Mm-hmm. Like that opening part and how mm-hmm. much he has to move his fingers. And I don't know about playing the guitar. but That seems, I know understand the album's not guitar heavy, but that seems really impressive, right? Or is that just me not knowing about the guitar and it's not that impressive?
1: No, he he's always going to throw in some guitar stuff in there. That's, yeah. that's really, it's part of who he is. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like the solos, like, even if you think about the solo in this song in mm-hmm. Edge of Desire, mm-hmm. at the first, at the very beginning is kind of a nod to the solo in Gravity. It's honestly like the first two notes are the same, mm-hmm. but then he like just stops. He just hits two notes and stops. Yeah. Hits two notes and stops. You know, he just kind of lets it build. This song is all about building up to the crescendo yeah. of the final chorus. Um, so it's the, the album as a whole is a whole lot less, you know, kind of guitar pyrotechnics is a lot less musician-y. And a lot more guitar
0: pyrotechnics I yeah love that.
1: <laughs> with the way he referred to it is it's a lot less muscular on the guitar oh
0: you you love that yeah, yeah. You're I like, working out of muscles yeah i'm with that <laughs> all right so let's talk about favorite or notable versions um mm-hmm. mine is i got to see him play it live at the forum this is before the pandemic not the most recent tour and i had just i haven't always known about edge of desire so it was a recent um find of mine, and so I was really, really excited to hear it, and the crowd went completely nuts, just yeah. like they did for you. But also, um, you can find it on the internet, there's the NAM virtual show, which for those of you who would need to look up what NAM is, like I did, it's the National no- Association of Music, Music Merchants. Persons. Yes,
1: I think I'm going this year, I think I'm playing. Really? Yeah, You're I'm playing at it? Is yeah. John going? I have no idea.
0: Okay, hi, we're going to find out. <laughs> I think that's the thing he goes to, since yeah. he did the virtual show, so he did like an acoustic version um, and I remember just being starved for entertainment because it was during the pandemic. So I was really excited about it, but then I went back and watched it in preparation for this and I just really, I just really enjoyed it. What about you?
1: So I found that same version. Oh, really? I, you know, there's no music video for this song know, until, un- until the fans send us in the right tra- treatment, right?
0: And I think John would appreciate a creative treatment, honestly. Yeah. We'll DM it to him. For sure. We're Absolutely. Such a big
1: deal. <laughs> we're, we're like that. Um, I listened to a couple different live versions. Okay. For whatever reason, mm. I feel like he really is having a hard time singing this song,
0: but you've a lot of negative things to say today pal
1: i'm I'm so sorry i this Even is keeping it real I, I'm just being honest, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh there's a reason I didn't listen to the song much in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, just like listen to that Nam version where he just hit him an acoustic guitar, yeah, the first couple notes it feels a little pitchy, which is not like him mm-hmm. he's he's you know last time I saw him live, I went, listened to a whole concert and he was pitch perfect the entire yeah. time yeah. of course, there may be some assistance there Mm -hmm. um but he's also said that on record he doesn't use autotune yeah so he's obviously very capable of singing pretty well on pitch so it was just weird for me that this and then i saw a live version that was just like fan cammed because there's no like live like connect or like uh talk show performances or anything Mm -hmm. like that with the Mm -hmm. song and same thing when he started off the song it was a little pitchy i was Mm -hmm. like oh that's weird so I guess my favorite version of the song is the one I heard at the forum. Yeah. It came out, it, it, the crescendo live is a lot more meaningful and unavoidable than it is on the record. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, talking about this record, that he hasn't you know, quite figured out how to make songs sound loud on the record yet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's his, that's his thing is like, I can get that live, but getting the songs to really pop Pop. as feeling Mm -hmm. like loud and in your face on the record he hasn't been able to do. And that's noticeable with this song when you hear it live, Mm -hmm. that it is a lot, you know, more... It's a
0: whole experience. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a lot more raucous. I
0: highly recommend it. (laughs) Like we have control of what he plays when we see him live. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... so Oh, there is... Oh, sorry. sorry. No, one other thing
1: I almost forgot about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you familiar with Charlie Puth?
0: Of course i am okay come on what <laughs> of course I know who Charlie Puth
1: is. okay wow sorry I did, me... credit. I did not mean to offend you he there's versions of him covering the song on really? youtube yeah and they're it's good? just it's just him and solo piano it's fine
0: i think he was on current mood oh was he i think i can't remember now i miss current mood so much you probably never watched it i would imagine i
1: did never watch it yeah, um it's very nice but speaking of charlie pooth just sidebar yeah attention Mm-hmm. Charlie Puth song is one of my favorite songs to play based on on Rock Band.
0: Okay. <laughs> Random fact about Lucas. There you go.
1: Do, do, <laughs> so do, 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 let's do, talk do, about do. the
0: song meaning I think that we should start with John himself. Okay. Go which for I it. have a quote because I did find an obscure MSM interview Try to Google again what that is and that took me a while but it's my stupid mouth is what it stands for. Oh okay. I guess at that time it was like a like I don't know if it was a blog or a fan forum I don't think there was Reddit back then so I don't I had trouble figuring out what it was. Okay. Um, but I think that it was some sort of fan-based internet thing, and John agreed to do an interview with them. And he says about the song, quote, because thank God he gave a quote about every song right. on the album. Okay. So I was like, finally, I yes, found that Yes, there thing. you go. Quote, it is just about want. It's about waking up wanting. It's a crazed desire to the point where it's, like, self-destructive. You want something so badly, you question everything around you. And then at the end of the little blurb about this song. He goes, I think that song may get me laid, by the way. (laughs) You gotta ruin it, John. Uh, You're doing fine, first of all. You don't need this song, especially back then. But
1: I think he's probably achieved that goal since then. Probably.
0: (laughs) Um, So, yeah. so That's what it meant to John. Mm -hmm. I had always gotten a vibe from the song, to me, that um, it's one of my favorite, first of all. It's in my top ten. Okay. Um, And that I did agree that I sent that john should not connect with this person okay who's on the edge of desire for him. like i just feel like if you're willing to go back on everything you believe right although we probably all have those moments Mm-hmm. this for sure this isn't healthy for yes. you yes if we're gonna like really analyze it um
1: what setting fire to everything i see isn't healthy
0: not really no, no. okay all right i feel like that's also not a great choice <laughs> I think it's probably metaphoric, but still, what about you? What's the song mean to you? Or what so, do you think it means? I'm
1: going to also give you a John quote on this song. Oh, you have Be- one too? Yes, well, I do. Well, there's no
0: quotes. We have all these quotes. <laughs> well,
1: so this one is taken from a live video that a fan posted. Oh, okay. Nice. From a show at the Hollywood Bowl okay. on August 22nd, 2010. Dang, that's back in the day. Yes, yeah, so it's a year after this record came out. hmm and it's kind of a long quote, so bear with me. All but right. I, think no, it's, so I, I think it's more interesting than the actual lyrics to the song. And this oh, is just wow. banter. This is him. The, that guitar line, the opening guitar line that you yeah. talked about earlier, is already being played in the background. Oh, he's and he, talking. And he's just talking Ooh, to the audience. The yeah. with, it. So this is, with it. Yeah, this is off the cuff. He said, It's a Sunday night. A night never to be trusted for emotions. So a lot of you guys are going to head home and either receive texts in the dead of night or actually (laughs) compose them that are not going to be fully representative of how you feel for the rest of the day, for the rest of your week. Then you'll be reaching out. And if you're not reaching out, you'll have someone else reaching out to you. And your friends and your brain and your morals and your conscience have all trained you not to respond. But I'm going to go against the grain. And I'm going to suggest that the next time you get a message from the one you love, the only person in the world you love and can't talk to, that you respond. And you just write back when they ask if you're up. And you're up. Just write back, yep, come on over. Because life is just too short to keep playing the game. Because if you really want someone, you'll figure it out later. Otherwise, you'll be laying in bed with a blackberry on your chest, staring at it, doing nothing for the rest of the night, hoping that it goes burn, burnt burnt. If you love someone, don't say a word. Say, don't say a word, just come over. Let me cry all over you let me wish that you were someone def- different
0: wow first of all blackberry is very topical for the time yes <laughs> and sunday night is funny because that's why he made current moves like mm-hmm. the sunday scaries mm-hmm. people call it and feeling lonely and so i just think it's funny he alluded to that accidentally um that's interesting that's better than my quote you're always coming through with better research, and I'm getting frustrated. Oh, I, I thought I, I had you this time. I appreciate
1: that. I mean, I am. I do kind of research for a living. So. That's
0: true. I do not. I throw parties for dogs.
1: You do. Excellent <laughs> parties, might I add. Thank
0: you. Um, wow. Okay. What does the song mean to you, though? The same?
1: So, I feel like this. the lyrics to this song mm-hmm. are kind of split. Okay. Between just uh, pure horniness. Yeah. And also, like, really longing for a relationship that's lost. Yeah. So there's, like, kind of that – some some of the lyrics very much feel like, oh, he's just
0: – You can read it either way. He just
1: wants somebody. Yeah. And then there's some lyrics that are very much like, no, he wants a specific person.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's not necessarily about, like, sex or mm-hmm. des- or, or, you know, any of the physical stuff. It's just, like – Come come lay next to me and exactly. make it all right. No, yeah,
0: yeah. no, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, totally. It's interesting because I think you can read it however, literally however you want to read it. Mm-hmm. You can put different spins on it. So speaking of, let's get into the lyrics. Okay.
1: Uh, what is why your favorite you start?
0: lyric? No, I started the last okay. one. Okay. Now I'm mad because you you upstaged me with your quote. <laughs> uh uh
1: I just got lucky looking for stuff. Um I so there's actually i talk about my favorite lyric, but there's also lyrics that I don't like in this song, which is very rare. Yeah, it's, rare. Lyric discussion in yeah, the five it's very rare for mm-hmm. me. So, um the lyric that most people are going to pay attention to, and I think is probably the best, is "I want you so bad, I'll go back on the things I believe," because totally. that's relatable. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Yeah, you ever been in that place where you're like, "No, I'm not. I'm not hitting them up. No, mm-hmm. no, no." And then next thing you know, they're knocking on your door.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I, I've you know, I can relate to that. But there's also, like, the knock on this album, if you read a lot of the reviews on the on the, on the the album, the negative reviews are that it p- lends itself to being kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know me, like, I'm a cheesy dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even some of this stuff gets a, a little cheesy for me. Yeah. I don't love the line, is it just a great figure eight or a tiny infinity? Mm-hmm they're the same shape sure but it's like it has the illusion of depth without mm-hmm. really having depth or it's too smart for me and i just can't figure it out sure. which is also an option yeah. i
0: had trouble with that what it meant mm-hmm. i mean i think i know it's supposed to mean but i right. can't figure out why because yeah. it is the same shape
1: right it, it, it feels but like the word
0: infinity does mean something different yeah yeah that's interesting it, i just thought you were gonna know what it meant and <laughs> i was gonna be like yeah when you said it and you totally let me down no
1: i, I... <laughs> That is what I'm best at.
0: Letting me down? Yes. No.
1: The other lyric that was weird for me is, Mm -hmm. think I'll sleep in my clothes on the floor. Mm -hmm. I don't get the point of that. Um, Why would you sleep in your clothes on the floor? Because then the next line is like, maybe this mattress will spin on his axis and find me on yours, which is kind of a clever thing to say, right? That's a very clever thing I just don't understand why he's sleeping in his clothes on the floor. I get
0: why he's sleeping with his clothes on the floor, but it's bothered me that it's, backed up to or maybe this mattress will swim. Mm-hmm. well you're not on the mattress because you just said you are on the floor yeah which i feel like isn't it picky but i mean if you're wired and you're tired yes. and you're like had it like and you're crying on the floor mm-hmm. then maybe you'll just sleep there is what i've read into it okay and like you, you can't even get in your oh panties. you don't even
1: want to get, to get in, in your jammies
0: yeah you, know, you can't oh, wear like dirty clothes in your bed so you have to lay on the floor
1: <laughs> that's how i would know that you are absolutely <laughs> in despair is if I'm you didn't, I'm wearing did,
0: clothes today, not jammy. If
1: you did not change into your jammies, I would be like, Okay, I'm so sorry, what's wrong? Let's, 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 right? let's, the I'm first here for thing you. You should
0: do when you get home is change into at least more comfortable clothes, but I've to dress up for work, so that's jammies are important to me. Right. Um, I, or are you done?
1: Yeah, go for it. Okay,
0: I, um I have a totally different take. Okay. My favorite lyric I wrote down was, quote, entire song.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: Um, So I don't know why I love the song so much when I really try to be like, let's talk about why this is such a great song. Yeah. I
1: don't know. It okay. just is.
0: I really love it and I want to hear it over and over again. I feel like wired and tired is mm-hmm. my baseline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm incredibly high strung. I'm very easy to make oh, nervous. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of always tired, probably from the anxiety high strungness. hmm So that really spoke to me.
1: Like one of the biggest issues I have in life Mm -hmm. is that I'm just constantly tired and wired sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, I have, I have my moments, but I'm almost always tired.
0: Do you ever think, like, I can think of very specific times in my life, while joking aside, Mm -hmm. where I have literally been wired and tired. Oh, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Because if you are going through something emotional, you are wired, but you are exhausted. Yep. So wired and tired, sleeping on my clothes on the floor, the mattress spinning on its back, that whole part to me, I'm like, yes. I also love... When he says silently screaming, because Mm -hmm. I can think of like a million times in my life when I've been silently screaming. Yeah. And my very favorite, though, is I want you so bad, I'll go back on the things I believe. There, I just said it. I'm scared you'll forget about me. Mm. And I think it's just someone else wrote, did I have this to share? I don't. But someone else wrote something about how um, that's just like so honest. Yeah. Like, I mean, it is. Right. Especially when you break up with someone, you're like, "Well, you're always gonna like be thinking about me, though, right?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the whole is song that a to thing? Is from it, top it, to do
1: you would you do you want that? If you dated someone, is do you want them to always think about you, or is there like no, a, a not, statue no, of maybe. limitations where it's like, okay, you can stop thinking once about me once I stop thing, like...
0: thinking about them. Uh-huh. They're allowed to stop thinking about Got me like it. two months after. Okay. So I
1: win. <laughs> right. Just not first. As long as they don't go first. I
0: mean, I don't know. I I tend to stay friends with most of the time the majority of the time friends with people who I've dated Mm -hmm. and so yeah I don't want them to forget about me because we're still friends anyway okay so uh... I also
1: don't like so the line love is really nothing but a dream that keeps waking me
0: Mm -hmm. I get that I love that do you who are you right now
1: there's a reason I didn't connect to the song Well, you I, know what?
0: I didn't connect to which one was it gravity? Yeah Yeah, so I mean different songs speak to different people. Yeah
1: So usually I come in here. I'm like, oh, yeah, John everything John's saying is exactly how I feel Yeah, and this is the first song we've done that I don't feel that way I don't feel like this song really I guess represents me I uh, there's elements of this that are familiar to me mm-hmm. But I would certainly not say oh, yeah, this is something that I would write right or right. this is something that exp- Explains me. me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. No, I, I totally, I, I totally get that because I think love's so elusive and it's hard to find, and it is a dream, you know, to mm-hmm. some people, and it's, and then how do you ever know? Like, is there that one person? That's a deeper talk for a longer podcast. Right. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say that I. I get that and I get all of it. Do you think that this came from a place of him being like, wow, this is how I feel right now? Or do you think this came from a place of John being like, wow, like even how he was so like kind of flipped, said like, oh, I better get laid, like watch Mm -hmm. what I can do with the song. And it worked because even though it wasn't a hit single, Mm -hmm. it is very impactful to his fan base. So do you think that you don't connect with it because it's not genuine?
1: It it comes back to that. I feel like we can't talk, go through an episode without me talking about whether he's being authentic or inauthentic. (laughs) Um, I've
0: just I, always assumed he was always authentic till said podcast. Right.
1: I I don't feel comfortable, like, Guessing. saying that, yeah, mm-hmm. for this. Because, again, I can't imagine how difficult it was to follow up Continuum.
0: Yeah. And, you know. So maybe he was trying.
1: Yeah. Hard. And also he said that this is an album about a uh, relationship dying. Mm-hmm. You know, almost, yeah. almost like a concept album from yeah. beginning to end of, of that. Um, so I don't want to say that it's inauthentic. These probably were his feelings, mm-hmm. but you know, it's John. So there's always a little bit of like, yeah, I know what works and there's nothing the wrong with that. Yeah. Like, give it to That's why he's and John people Mayer. Over here
0: on this side of the table. Want this song. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's get into listener feedback because they had a lot of stuff to say about this song since they picked it. Okay. Yeah. Um, at y'all got to get easier names. <laughs> Finn. Laharit. Wants to know who we think the song's about. I, I don't know. I don't well, think if anyone we know would
1: either. know, you would know. Because you're the one who's way more up on who he's dating at what particular time. I could give you the broad strokes of people I know he yeah. has been associated with. But yeah. as far as the timeline, I couldn't construct one. I don't
0: even think it is about someone.
1: Other than Taylor's on this record.
0: Yeah, but this they would have made the song like kind of pre-Taylor. I mean, this wouldn't be about him and Taylor breaking up, if you will. I don't even know if they really dated for that long. I'm very confused on that issue. And I'm very scared for when she re-records. Whatever album Dear John was on, because mm-hmm. I already saw what happened to that other guy, Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: Isn't Dear John on Red? Didn't she already re-record Red?
0: I don't think it's on Red. It hasn't oh, okay. happened yet. Because people mean like actually really funny memes oh, <laughs> about okay. when it does happen. Okay. But anyway, um, another topic for another time. So yeah. I don't know the answer. To you can that tell one. I'm
1: not the de- the deepest Taylor Swift fan. I don't have her discography no, 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 memorized in any way.
0: Um, at sobbing for John Mayer, thank you for having a name that's easy to say. Said. <laughs> and I quote, I love this. It's so funny. You're going to love this. Okay. That song could take clothes off in seconds. There you go. That does the whole sentence. Then,
1: I mean, then really, there's nothing else that I could say about the song negatively that matters, right? Because that's... <laughs> that
0: endorsement. <laughs> that, that
1: power is unbeatable.
0: At Stephan Higgins said that at John Mayer's Tampa show, he said, quote, this is his most emo song ever. Okay. Which I thought was interesting. And that is all of our fan feedback for this part. I have some more that I'm going to sprinkle in later, but Mm. I loved... I don't know if it's because we just started the podcast and so now we're a little farther along, so we have more people following yeah. on Instagram, or if it's because they chose Gotta like it. to choose it. But I love the level of engagement.
1: Thank you all very much. Of course, I we so appreciate your your engagement, your participation in the conversation.
0: Totally. You
1: notice that sometimes when I'm talking to the audience, I actually look at the recording. I look device. at the phone all the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> also, you change your voice changes when you talk directly to them. Oh. It goes more uh, newscaster as I like. Oh, to okay, it. okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I look at it, too. I'm like, hey, got I get closer? <laughs> yeah.
1: Are you guys in there? Can you hear me better now?
0: I wish they were here with us. I don't know. All right, so it's time to rate the song.
1: Jill, I think I know the answer to this one. I don't
0: think you do.
1: Oh, yes. I love to be surprised.
0: Okay, ask me then. Uh,
1: is this, uh, is John the one who sings the quiet songs in this, or is he the one who turns the ladies on?
0: To take a page from your book.
1: Yes, yeah, so you're going to say both.
0: No. Oh, okay, all right. This song is wearing a cardigan.
1: Nice! It is
0: dressed as a quiet song, but it is 1,000% a Turns the Ladies song on, and that was his intention, and he referenced it in Mm -hmm. that interview that I found, and it's working, but it has a cardigan on. It's like, look at me, I'm a quiet song. No, you're not. I'm on to you.
1: So is this possibly... Why you like the song so much more than me. Because
0: wearing a cardigan?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm wearing one right now. You, I was gonna, you <laughs> were
1: literally wearing a cardigan as we speak. It's
0: either jammies or a cardigan. Yeah.
1: Um, no, is it possible that I am not the target audience for this song?
0: I thought you'd identify with the song. You are the target audience for the song. You would go back on the things you believe for someone. Once it happened before, kind of. You know what I mean? Like I thought you would just really be into that tortured... Wanting someone back thing. Yeah. And Maybe because you're not there anymore.
1: You're I, not there anymore. No. And I think as we go through the podcast and as we do other songs, uh-huh. we're going to encounter songs that I feel do that tortured thing better, better okay. or, or at least in a more Lucas way. I okay. shouldn't say better, right? You. You're okay. allowed to be tortured however you're tortured. All... <laughs> you're doing this wrong. You do it right. Your feelings <laughs> are wrong. But I think there are songs that are a lot more... Uh, native casual. to me. Yeah. yeah okay. About the way I feel. I'm and I fair? think this one doesn't. And I almost wonder if because maybe the target audience is he's trying to turn the ladies on here. Yeah. And me being, you know, a not straight a man, yeah. I'm not either I'm not what he desires and he's not what I desire. Fair. So maybe I'm just missing I'm like a one step removed from the whole I just vortex like the of horniness. In it
0: too. I mean, you don't have to. I don't want to try to convince you to like it as much as I do. It doesn't matter. Um, what do you think about Quiet Song versus Turning the Ladies On? Oh,
1: I think it's Turning the Ladies On. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think this is a quiet song. And maybe, yeah, maybe that's some of the, I don't.
0: But if you take out a couple lyrics, mm-hmm. they're silently screaming. Mm-hmm. Like, if you if you remove certain lyrics and just put them on their own, they're quiet song lyrics.
1: I, I You know, there is something kind of beautiful about don't say a word, just come over and lie here with me. right. I've, I definitely have been there Mm -hmm. where it was like, I don't, we don't even, I don't even need to touch you. We don't need to do anything. It's just your presence.
0: Right. It's like so sad.
1: So I, okay, I'm going to get real personal with this now. I used to have a really hard time going to sleep Mm -hmm. um, because I, I've always had a hard time really meditating on the idea of death. Okay. And, turn. right. And there, there, there'd be times, you know, when I was a, a single man, when I was like, I've, I've had full on like panic attacks at mm-hmm. night. And I just I have to fall asleep on my floor with my clothes on, but for See? totally different reasons, right? Know, you Stay have up reading before. philosophy or whatever, like to try and like, because I'm just so freaked out that I'm going to close my eyes and not open them again. Yeah. When I was a much younger man. And those issues disappeared the first time I spent the night with my wife. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and sleeping with her and just Mm -hmm. having her there Mm -hmm. was like, it gave purpose. Mm -hmm. It gave reason. And it's like, you know, to borrow a song from or a line from uh, the Smiths, Mm -hmm. uh, to die by your side, what a heavenly Mm -hmm. way to die. Uh, And so it just like totally cured that. And then we split up for over a year. Mm -hmm. And I was sleeping alone again, and Mm -hmm. the panic attacks came back. And I started having panic attacks again. And then she came back. We Reconciled everything's better, and then they went away again. And so, so, there was definitely that part of like, Yeah, we don't you just you being here next to me is so meaningful to me yeah. that it like can soothe my mind in a way that nothing else has ever been able to. So, wow, yeah,
0: thanks for sharing, Lucas. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> That's what we're <laughs> oh, we're talking about uh, does he turn oh, we're yeah, talking about this eternal
1: lady's art. Yeah, okay, so Jill,
0: oh, you know the answer, yeah.
1: Well, no, you're gonna give me some absurd (laughs) answer. I know I'm getting an absurd answer here. How much does this song make Jill love John?
0: It's a seven. I'm just kidding. It's a five. (laughs) Okay,
1: okay. So you're all the way in on this song.
0: Yeah, I mean, the minute I finally really heard it, I was just like, where has this song been? I'm obsessed with this song, it's in my top 10. John Mayer songs. Just say I have a solid five. Okay. And this would probably be in the solid five. And then I have a five that's kind of rotation based. Right. Because I'll like find some song I never knew about somehow. I'm like, oh, I have to reassess my top ten. Sure. I don't know why I keep it going. No one needs to ask me. Right. I just- I want to be ready if I ever meet him. And he's like, what 10 songs do you want me to play? I'm like, oh, let me bust out my list.
1: Yeah, you have the set list written up for <laughs> like,
0: him. I spent a lot of time super worried about that. Like, what about... if somehow I got to choose? I want to be prepared. Well,
1: but you also have to realize, uh, now to really complicate things, things for you, uh-huh. he plays songs in in multiple different tunings. Mm-hmm. So he has to have different guitars for different songs because, he, you know, in order to do it fast, he has a song yeah. so the guitars guitar tuned to specific uh, tuning. And so he does try to kind of like put some songs together that he can use the same guitar on so he's not changing up all the time. I don't know if
0: that fits into my 10 plan. Uh. Like, well, that's another conversation. But a lot of shoot-off <laughs> That's a, That's
1: something we always have to worry about when I'm, I I do a lot of our set lists. That's something I always have to worry about is like, okay, wait, well, Before how we much in. switching is there between yeah. these songs from like a technical standpoint?
0: Um, I also want to say that I think that like everyone would maybe, well, not everyone, because not you would agree with this, but it's like, oh, wow, I wish, and this isn't like, oh, I have a crush on John Mayer. Like, I wish he had written that song about me. Mm -hmm. Or anyone had written that song about me. Or anyone... I don't want people to be sad or tortured or laying on their clothes. I mean, put your jammies on, guys, for Mm -hmm. sure. But I just feel like it's just, like, so powerful. There's so much emotion. And so what about you? How do we do your scale again on 1 to
1: 5? You know, this song doesn't really... It doesn't do it for me. Like, this Mm -hmm. this John... You made that clear. Yeah. (laughs) this, This John is not, like... There's nothing about this that is like, oh, you're so clever. Like, I feel mm. so often listening to his music. He is very
0: clever. Nine
1: times out of ten, I'm just yeah. like, oh, that was just so great or so intelligent or mm-hmm. so witty or so, like, really incisive. He set
0: the bar too high for himself here. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: by his own account, he says that this is his worst album.
0: Oh, does he? Yeah.
1: And that's part of why I didn't really get into it because he was like, yeah, I didn't really hit the he mark with battle studies. Yeah. yeah. And so then I was like, well, I'm not going to, like, really put in the effort to, like – go over these songs yeah. yeah in a way i did with sob rock which you might remember i didn't really love right off the back mm-hmm. but now i'm mm-hmm. uh, now i'm a he big did. fan of yeah because yeah. uh, i put in the, i spent some time with it and i just yeah. didn't with battle studies because mm-hmm. once i heard him like not really in love with it or saying it's not really his best work then i was like
0: why well, yeah why well, keep trying yeah
1: so I, obviously, it's worked for for a lot of people, and I'm very glad for that. Mm-hmm. If we're ranking the songs that we've covered so far on the podcast, this is my least favorite of them. You
0: said you weren't gonna do that. I'm
1: just saying this because that's easy. Saying which one is my least favorite. I think this
0: one would be my is favorite. Easy.
1: And I don't know if part that's of it is I just I you know I just. I really hate the sound of the drums. It's not the drumming.
0: Yeah. No, it's you're just, just the way that the they sound. So yeah. It's, yeah. As where I've never once thought about the drums in that song. Yeah. Okay, so that brings us to discussion questions. Yeah, and what do be- you got for me? Before oh, before. Oh. We do. I did want to, I couldn't find another place to put this. Share okay. a little bit more from Instagram that we had posted in our story. Like, hey, we're, because the podcast is for all of us. So what are yeah. some ways we can improve? What are some ideas you guys have? And one suggestion was that we read more from the comments and things that people have written on Instagram, which I agree with. And we're going to do, but I boxed myself into like a two-day window. I don't know what I was thinking. I did have like complicated surveys. (laughs) I want want everyone's uh, song to be up there. It was a mess.
1: We would have to record the podcast much later in the week.
0: Yeah, or I could just put the poll up earlier is what was going to Either be. way. Like, when we're on yeah. my podcast, my chosen song, I already start. That's just yeah. what it is. Because it doesn't... We don't have to do it week to week. We could do the next poll tomorrow, you know? For sure. So I just need to... That was on me, and that's a learning curve since we're only on episode four. Also, someone requested clips from the song. but I think, like, from a legal standpoint, we can't
1: So that. there's kind of a gray area. I did some research on this. There's oh, kind you. of a gray area that we can maybe use it, but there's mm-hmm. also areas where maybe we couldn't and depending on where it's playing and everything like that Mm -hmm. it's just easier from a technical standpoint putting that stuff in is a lot more editing work for us to to put those clips in we already do
0: so much editing work now
1: yeah (laughs) we don't which is great (laughs) um my
0: favorite thing about our podcast right so easy it's
1: done (laughs) we have never just so you guys know we have never edited out a single thing from any of these episodes everyone is i just push play we're done. Push stop. Upload it. That's Except it.
0: for today when I wouldn't stop giggling. That's we right. We did have to start.
1: We have to do the start a couple of times today because I. My
0: bad. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. So, yeah. And also the truth is like his music is not hard to find. <laughs>
0: Well, and if you, yeah, if you're it, listening, yeah. but I get why they why they wanted that. Too. Yeah. Like I think it's a great idea. I would love to be like, no, let's listen to this part right now so I could illustrate right. to Lucas, because I'm getting annoyed, why he doesn't like the song enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then the last thing I want to share, which isn't a discussion question, but again, I had nowhere to put it. I'm
1: sorry I'm annoying you. It'll be annoying. No, me.
0: you're not annoying <laughs> me. Um, is a fun fact about the song. I'm surprised, maybe you found this too in your research, because it, it comes up a lot, hmm. that Sam Hunt credits this song oh with, with saving
1: his relationship yes, with some other person who, who i'm not familiar with
0: too now. Well, i don't know if she's like famous too oh okay it. sam Hunt's a country singer yeah he is okay. a country singer yes <laughs> i was like maybe i shouldn't say that if i'm not right so i just thought that was interesting that a song could be so powerful that you're driving your girl back to yeah. the car because y'all are broken up and then it's like oh this song was really good perhaps we should stay together
1: <laughs> like, you know i would absolutely say that there are songs that i have credited with yeah. Really keeping a relationship going.
0: Sure.
1: But only because like, oh, it like really sparked something in me or encouraged me. Not like in the moment it came through. It turned on at the right play- yeah. time and saved the relationship, which is yeah. Sam Hunt's story. Mm-hmm. So that's really incredible. Yeah.
0: And I don't have any questions because I just had all those sentences. No
1: discussion questions? Well,
0: because I, I, I just worked so hard on my sentences. <laughs>
1: okay. So I am finishing up season two of Bridgerton.
0: So you did watch it.
1: I did watch it. Oh, I love it. I haven't like watched it consistently. Mm-hmm. My wife is watching it, and so mm-hmm. like if I come to bed early enough, I'll yeah. see some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have got really invested in the uh, Kate Schwarma mm-hmm. and Anthony Bridgerton. Very thing.
0: stressful. Uh, excellent, excellent song that they should have used. The right. So that's that's what I'm
1: the thinking beginning. about. There's so many scenes, and yeah. I don't. Hopefully, this isn't a spoiler for anyone. we well, just stop. Listening but I'm not at the end, end. of it, so I don't know the ending of oh, it yet. Okay, so I can't. Yeah. But there's so many scenes where they're like just trying to kiss as much as possible without actually kissing. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is like the horniest, least horny show ever because it's Mm -hmm. all blah, blah, but nothing is actually happening. Well, I
0: don't know if you saw the first season, but uh, a lot of things were happening. Okay, well, at least the
1: the episodes of the second season that I've seen.
0: Yeah.
1: And I kind of feel the same way about this song. It's kind of like the horniest, not really horny song. Yeah. So what I wanted to ask you, my discussion question is, how horny is this song?
0: Oh, well, I don't I don't read it that way at all okay so I mean I know I, I addressed it as turns the ladies on because yeah. I see the reaction that it has and uh-huh. I the comment he made about it and I know that he's smarter and more clever than I am so he had some intention behind it mm-hmm. but I I look at this song and I see all emotion mm. I don't read it that way at all really I just right. read it like literally come over just be next to me that's all I need from you but also, I think this is a terrible thing to do because clearly this is, person is bad for you. So please don't move forward with this. But, <laughs> so I don't see it that way at all, but I can see why someone else does. Yeah. And it's called Edge of Desire. Right. So what do you think on a scale of one to five?
1: I think that it is not as horny as Your Body is a Wonderland.
0: Well, I don't think there's a song he's written that is.
1: And I almost might even say it's not even as horny as like some something like Olivia in a totally different way, oh. but what what ha, what this song has going for it mm-hmm. is that the music the sound of the music is something that you could plausibly play while engaging in the act of love making oh okay yeah. you know you're not oh, you're you're not gonna put on something like olivia to get busy with your special no, someone no but you could put on edge of desire i totally I guarantee who guarantee is, a zillion people who are listening to this right now have mm-hmm. actually made love to this song
0: i guess i could put that up as a poll put it up as a poll
1: <laughs> have you made love to I edge of desire put it a
0: poll before to so <laughs> share the results to share next week is going to be anticlimactic but,
1: oh. um
0: okay any other discussion questions that's it nice all right so next week we'll be discussing I forgot to ask you, so I don't know yet. Have no, you decided yet? I, I
1: have decided, but I'm not telling you yet.
0: You have to tell me so you can, I can research. I have I'll to tell you. Us I'm just not like
1: gonna tell you on air. Oh. They have to come to the Instagram. Which is at Mayor Studies.
0: Right. We always say just go to our Instagram. Yeah, it's at
1: Mayor Studies. Go to at Mayor Studies uh, on Instagram, so you can find out what song I chose for episode number five. I'm so
0: excited to find out. Yeah, it's is a, a good is a deep one. Cut. Tell me that.
1: Oh, I don't, I'm not doing deep cuts. I'm
0: doing a deep cut next time because I okay. got some of your requests for it. It's okay. going to be Walt Christmas Summer.
1: Yeah, I've, I, I've been waiting for that one to come. <laughs>
0: no, I'm not ready for that yet.
1: No, the song I'm doing next is, uh, uh, it's no secret if you've been listening to this podcast and if you've been following us on Instagram, you can guess what it is. It's the song I most closely identify with.
0: Oh, carry me away. Oh, was supposed to say it. You'll have to find out <laughs> on the tonight. Instagram.
1: <laughs> and then they're going to see if this isn't edited out. And they're going to trust me. Like, oh, he really doesn't no, edit anything out. No, we're not
0: going to spend our time editing stuff.
1: <laughs> nope. That's all, all right, I got. Cool. Thank you guys for hanging out with us yet again.
0: Have a great week. See you later. Bye.